Hi, this is Barb Sorrentino from ItalianGenealogy.blog. I'm here with Audra DeFalco from Get Italian Citizenship, and she's going to talk a little bit about how you go about that. Good afternoon, Audra. How's everything over there in Italy? Hi, Bob. Everything is good. We're going through the coronavirus, but everything is quiet over here, thankfully. We're just staying inside, quarantining, and just hunkering down. Well, that's good. Yeah, I, I, everybody over here is worried about Italy, and I'm, I'm sure people that know people over in Italy that are here are feeling the same way. Absolutely, for sure. I have some family back in the United States, so I'm worried about them too, but I think we'll get through everything. I think so. Okay, um, my first question for you is, for someone that wants to pursue dual citizenship, what, what would you suggest that they do to get sure. started? Sure, so the first step for anyone getting dual citizenship would be to find your ancestor's naturalization record because this document is sort of like the key that unlocks everything else. Once you find out when your ancestor naturalized and if they naturalized, you'll know if you qualify because it's just a matter of checking dates. So for example, let's say your grandfather was born in Italy. He moved to the United States in 1940 and he naturalized in 1945, but your father was born in 1950. You know that you wouldn't qualify through that line because your father was born after the naturalization. You want to make sure it happened before the naturalization. Yes, I, I, I saw that one time and I didn't realize that. And I was wondering about my case. But in my case, my my grandfather naturalized, I think, in 1934. And my father was born in 23. So I guess I could do that. But if that doesn't work out, do you go back a generation or something? So that's actually a common misconception. You can't go back generations. I like to think of Italian citizenship as a chain. So you have links on a chain and every chain uh, has to have all the links that are intact. So if one ancestor loses Italian citizenship, that basically breaks the chain and you can't go back further generations. But what you could do is you could skip to another relative. So let's say you don't qualify through your grandfather. You could try to qualify through your grandmother. Or there's even loopholes in Italian law where if your grandfather or your father or your great-grandfather, whoever it may be, um, married a non-Italian woman before a certain date, she would automatically have become Italian without even knowing it. So there's that loophole too. So it's just a matter of really knowing the rules and applying them to your family. And there are other rules than just naturalization as well. So don't forget that. I know many people attempt to do this on their own and give up. What's the biggest advantage to hiring a professional? Sure. So hiring a professional means essentially that you'll get it right the first time. So if you hire a pro, the pro is going to know where to get the documents, how to get the documents, what format they need to be in. The pro can also speak to your ancestors' kumune and get your ancestors' birth records or marriage records and put basically everything together in the format that it needs to be for the Italian government. You can definitely DIY it, and I often encourage people to DIY it, especially if they like the hunt aspect of it, because it's kind of a hunt to look for all these records, um, but it can be tedious. Yeah, I know my friend um, Antonia did that, and she did a lot of the work herself. She had started, and then she stopped, and then she got she wanted to get serious about it again. And she had her appointment a year in advance. She went there with all the paperwork and everything, translated everything. And she got to the clerk and he told her, this is no good. And it turned out that her grandfather had a 
birthday that was three weeks off. I see. Yeah. <laughs> so she said, I started crying. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, she, and he told her, okay, okay, just go fix this and come right back. You don't have to do anything else. <laughs> no, it's actually, it's good that it worked out. But honestly, that's kind of why I appreciate Italy in, in some sort of bizarre way, because there's always rules that can be bent and people always give people the benefit of the doubt. So, I mean, it's really about just the human connection here and, and just connecting with someone and maybe they'll, you know, they'll give you a break. But, but it's funny you mentioned your friend cried because I cried at my consulate application too. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, they didn't help me out, but I cried all the same. And then I sort of learned how to put together everything and got better as time went on. But I cried too. It sounds like it's a common it thing to cry is. at the consulate. It probably is, for sure. I, would, I honestly would be 90% sure saying that. You can't understand it because I'm sure they want to make sure that everybody has that that chain. Absolutely. And, and they don't want to just let any give, it, give citizenship Absolutely. to anybody. And I think it's also because the barriers to entry are so low. Pretty much, I would say that the majority of Italian Americans qualify for citizenship because the rules are so generous that, you know, it's really not a problem if they just want to make sure and they want you to have your documents in order. I get that. And we also have to remember that it's so much easier for us to be an Italian citizen than an Italian to become an American citizen. So we kind of have to be thankful for that and just roll with the punches. If they ask you for something, just get it, smile, and hand it in. Right. Well, that makes sense. What are the typical hurdles that somebody might face in applying for dual citizenship? I know we spoke about Mm -hmm. a couple, but I wonder if there's anything else. Like you mentioned, it it's probably the discrepancies being the number one hurdle. And that's because by now we're basically all at least two generations removed from our Italian ancestor. A lot of people are one generation removed, but the majority have been here for generations already. So these documents are old and the information on them is self-reported, which you being a genealogy enthusiast are you know, well aware of. So The discrepancies are number one. Number two, it's the wait times. Um, Like I said, Italian dual citizenship is super popular because it's relatively easy to obtain. So the wait times are a hurdle for a lot of people. It could take up to 24 months for your citizenship to be processed. The third thing is sort of like opaque information and Um, It's kind of hard to get the consulates to respond to any questions you have, but that's just because they're so busy and their websites are not really written in a very clear manner. So it can be hard to figure out what you need. Well, yeah. And I guess that's the big advantage to having somebody that even if you want to do it yourself is to have a relationship with somebody or maybe there's bits and pieces of it that you want to have a professional do so you don't have to go through all of those gyrations Absolutely. Together. Or you can do just even a consultation or something like that if you don't want to spring for a full package. So what are the, the biggest advantages of uh, getting Italian citizenship, whether it's tourists or you want to live there part-time or buy there? or Okay. So for a tourist, the main advantage I would see is in 2022, uh, Europe is going to be implementing a visa waiver program. And this is something that Europeans have to fill out coming to America. And we never had to do it in the reverse way, but now they're going to institute it in 2022. Um, so if you are an Italian citizen, you don't have to file for the visa waiver just to visit Italy. Um, that's really the main advantage for a tourist. Um, 
Also, another for a tourist that I just thought of would be if you want to visit a country that may be difficult to get into as an American, you can visit there as an Italian. For someone who wants to spend, you know, mid to long term in Italy, I think the main advantage would be you can stay here past 90 days without any need for a permit to stay or any further visa or anything like that. Um, and you can, of course, live and work anywhere in the European Union as well. For someone who's interested in living in Italy long term, there are a bunch of benefits. So once you're a resident here, you can avail yourself of the healthcare here. You can go to school here or in any other European Union country. Um, there's there's just so many benefits. You're actually more uh, attractive to employers as well because they don't have to sponsor you. The benefits really are endless. So just go back for a second. I didn't know that. So starting in 2022, yes. Americans are going to need visas to go to uh, any EU country? So it's not a visa per se. It's a visa waiver. And this is something that... Um, European citizens used to have to do to get into the United States. They would have to fill out, I think it was called ESTA, E-S-T-A. Now it's going to be for Americans going to Europe as well. It's called E-T-I-A-S, visa waiver. And it's just, you know, an added bureaucratic hurdle for getting into Europe. I know here now, to travel in the United States, you're not going to be able to use your um, regular license mm -hmm. anymore. You have to get the... the real ID. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I don't get it. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Just roll with it. <laughs> yeah. What else can you That's do? That's right. Is there any other services that you provide or anything else that you would suggest that, that people do uh, before, before coming there or before starting the process? Uh, sure. So it's definitely helpful. And this is no matter who you work with, whether it's me or some someone else who does this, definitely get your ducks in a row. That makes it easier and that makes it uh, go by quicker. So if a client comes to me knowing the names of their ancestors, the dates when they were born, the dates when they uh, were married and all of that information, it definitely helps things go a little bit quicker. Um, that's really the main important thing. Right, and I heard I heard from someone else I spoke to that it's also very important that you have all that information from the U.S. side too, because they want to they want to see all of Absolutely. that also, right? Absolutely, you want it for your Italian ancestors, for your American ancestors, for everyone in your line. Okay, well that's very interesting. Well, thanks. This is all great information. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this, and I hope this is going to be over soon both in both here and, and in Italy, but it looks like from what we're hearing on the news over here anyway, it looks like Italy may be getting over that hump. So let's pray. I hope so too. I heard that they're going to extend it until April 13th, I believe, but I'm crossing my fingers that we'll be able to slow down with the quarantining after that. Yeah, that would be great. Well, thanks again, Audra. I appreciate oh, it. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Facebook in the Italian Genealogy Group or at www.italiangenealogy.blog.